0: How many of you guys were encouraged last night? Anybody? Was anybody else encouraged last night? All right, well, I think tonight's going to be gooder. Hope there's no teachers that just heard that. Well, anyway, I just want to remind you and encourage you that if you would like to sow into Steve's ministry and just bless him, which we know that's a yes, we want to give you that opportunity you can give through your, your phone, through, through our website. There's a giving kiosk out there. There's offering boxes out there. And there's one on the, on the product table uh, that says Steve Backlin. If you want to write a check, write it out to NCF, New Covenant Fellowship, and everything that you give will go straight, straight to him. No administrative costs going out. Costs. Did I just say that? Nothing, everything you give will go to his ministry, okay? So we just want to um, invite you to do that. Also, make sure at the end that you see his product table and just buy a bunch of books. Those books out there are amazing. They're amazing. So grab a hold of the product. That's going to encourage you. And even bless somebody else. Buy two books so you can give one to a friend. Sound good? All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and invite Steve Backlin from Redding, California to come on up.
1: Thank you, Steve. Yay. Someone say fire, Fire. freedom, Freedom. breakthrough, Breakthrough. no limits, limits. just excited to be back here, man, just um, thank you worship team, anybody else blessed tonight, man, that was good, Caleb, thank you, you and Taylor and team, you've got something. You got something here. I travel so much. I travel about half the year, and and I've become a spiritual wine connoisseur. (laughs) It's one of the things I do. I'm a spiritual wine connoisseur. (laughs) And mm, going to places, mm, unique vintage. Mm. Mm, Pretty powerful, too. You guys got a unique vintage here. Thank you for that. It's uh, it's impacting lives. It's impacting nations. I just hearing this, you know, just in prayer. Just hearing Afghanistan and Turkey is opening up to somebody within the sound of my voice. Also hearing South uh, South Africa and South America. There's um, there's doors that are opening. I'm hearing. Also, the Lord is uh, releasing uh, Internet strategies to people to evangelize the world. And just there's people in the room with some are already doing it. It's going to be increasing. Others of you, you're going to get a strategy, an idea that's going to happen through the Internet that uh, is, is going to radically impact the world. Someone say amen to that. Amen. By the way, and, and I re- released this over, I th- it was Nicole and Renisha. Yeah. By the way, you two are, uh, I, th- you, I, I told you this, your, your Holy Spirit lightning rods. And, and also, you know, I, I just said one idea is going to change everything. I, I, heard, I heard this over the people who are here and who are listening to this message that phrase over you, one idea, is going to change everything. One idea. And um, even, even somebody who's, uh, uh, who has loved ones who aren't serving the Lord, maybe kids, and, and, and you feel like, wow, there's no answers. God's going to give you one idea that's going, to, that's going to impact that. I heard somebody who's battling purity issues. The Lord is going to give an idea about how to get victory in that area. It's going to change everything. It's going to change everything. One idea. Yeah, we laughed at lies last night. Let's laugh at this lie. Lies, uh, this lie. The, the best ideas have, uh, in the history of mankind have already been thought. <laughs> I'm hearing there's a... Um, Daniel, one anointing, the Hebrew children, they, he, they said, test me. They just said, we're going to eat vegetables. Test me. And they found out they were 10 times wiser. And I'm hearing that the Lord is, is releasing over people uh, supernatural wisdom, supernatural thinking. Just turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. Hey, if you were here last night, I want to do something. I did this with the leadership team this morning, but I want to, uh, I want to just, uh, if you heard a phrase last night uh, in the message that spoke to you, what we're going to do in a moment is I'm going to ask you to raise your hand, and, and then I'm going to call on you. You say the phrase, just say the phrase, and then I'll repeat it for the recording, and then that's going to really reinforce what, what we heard last night. Those of you who weren't, were not here last night. You're going to be able to, uh, you know, just catch up on 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 the theme of what we're doing. So we'll do that in a moment. And I'll just give a, a quick bio on me. Um, I, I'm on staff at Bethel Church in Redding, California. Uh, many of you know just the great things are happening there. Senior leader Bill Johnson. I met him in 1991, and. Uh, we have over 2,000 students in the School of Supernatural Ministry uh, in Reading, and it's, a, it's just a, it's, it's a powerful place. I know many of you have been there. Uh, I have four students with me who have been serving so well, and they're going to uh, plan at the end of the message, they're going to plan on coming up and just uh, just releasing some good words over you. So we also, Wendy and I, we have our own ministry called Igniting Hope Ministries, and and we have a mandate to ignite hope. And I'll say it again, there's no hopeless circumstances. There's only hopeless people. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Amen. So before you share, let me give you a testimony. Uh, I know you guys like testimonies here. Uh, in In the 90s, I was pastoring 10 years in the central central Nevada, very rural, I mean, it was so rural that there was <clears throat> there 's a road that goes east west through nevada it 's called highway fifty and there 's signs on the road saying it 's the loneliest road in America, and we were pastoring a church one hour off of the loneliest road in America <laughs> but we knew that we knew we were supposed to be there it wasn 't logical financially it wasn 't logical lo- geographical location wise Um, it it wasn't logical. How many know God's not always logical, you know, and, and by the way, I'm hearing this, the Lord is clarifying assignments and he's breaking double mindedness off of people, people in this room. I just see like there's a gift of faith coming upon your assignment. I remember as a young leader, I said, Lord, I can't wait until I do something great for you. And he said, instead of waiting to do something great, Steve, why don't you do what you're doing right now with great faith, and it will become great. So we're out there, and there was a rancher who did not know Jesus. He hardly knew anything about God. And he was was about 50 miles from the nearest town. He was by himself. And all he had for entertainment was one of those old satellite TV dishes. Remember the real big ones? You had to move manually to the satellites. And um, he was having demonic manifestations. He was really struggling, and his big satellite TV dish got stuck on the Christian satellite. (laughs) Ha, (laughs) ha. Ha, ha. Help me know your prayers are doing more than you think they're doing. I can see it now. Someone's crying out for Nevada Save people, two angels swoop through the desert. They come up to the satellite TV dish. One says to the other, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> so he starts watching Christian television, and he gets saved, and he gets delivered. Someone say, wow. wow. And he gets excited. He goes into the local town, Tonopah, Nevada. He goes into a bar talks to the female bartender about his experience, and she gets excited, and she gets saved. Mm -hmm. And and then they get married. (laughs) There's a little gap time involved, but I'm giving you the the quick version. They get married. They start going to our church, and, and God just starts healing their lives, touching their lives. And they get raised up, and now they're pastoring a cowboy church in the state of Nevada, having services every Sunday. I remember a couple years ago, I I stopped by their church, and he said, somebody just donated land to us for a, a building. The Lord's doing more than we think he's doing. So I get excited about that. Unlikely people in this region are getting saved. There's people God speaking to. You don't even know about it. Amen. Who was here last night? You say this phrase really spoke to me. Who wants to start? Well, can you give one? Negative worry is imagining your future as if God does not show up. Positive worry is imagining your future as if God fully shows up. And I shared last night, I'm wor- I'm a little worried about some of you. Actually, I'm worried about all of you. Worried about this church. I'm worried that some of you are going to drive by hospitals and everybody's going to get healed and the doctors and nurses won't be happy because they won't have anybody to do to work on some would say that word is just ridiculous huh who else heard something yeah hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present and I have the power to help make it so I love that definition couple other of my hope definitions is this hope is the confident joyful expectation that good is coming hope is an overall optimistic attitude about the future based on the goodness and promises of God I like to say this faith without hope is weird if you try to be a faith person without being a hope person it gets weird Let me give you my my simplistic uh, difference between, maybe overly simplistic difference between faith and hope. Faith says God's going to do it that way. Hope says I don't know how God's going to do it, but he's going to do it. Faith people, and I'm all for faith, but faith people tend to put all their eggs in one basket. If this doesn't happen, it's all over. If I don't get that job, it's all over. If I don't marry that person, that's all over. Let's laugh at that, my way. Ha ha. If this person doesn't get elected, it's all over. Ha 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 ha. Hope people, hope people say that if that doesn't happen, God's got something better coming. Doesn't mean we don't stand in faith. Hope people believe they have options. They have a lot of options. Faith people tend, if they're just faith without hope, they just, they they don't believe they have options. They're looking at one thing. I want you to say this. I have a lot of options. Say it again. Say it louder. It's amazing that those who believe they have a lot of options have a lot of options. And those who don't believe they have a lot of options don't have a lot of options. That's kind of how that thing works. <laughs> That's how it works. And, and and hope is the safety net for faith when what we're believing for doesn't happen. And we're all we're we're all to believe for great things. We're all to stand on things. But but some of the things we stand for, yeah, you know, they they may not happen the way that. We think they're going to happen. And hope is the safety net. Even though it didn't happen, God still got a future for me. He's still got a future. Romans 4.18, talking about Abraham, it says, Against all hope, in hope, he believed and became the father of many nations. He put this specific promise of you're going to be father of many nations into the soil of hope which is an overall optimistic attitude about the future. Love it. Who else heard something last night that blessed you? Your thinking is going to be upgraded. I want you to say that. My thinking is going to be upgraded. I remember the Holy Spirit said, Steve, um, faithfulness is is not just showing up. It's how you think when you show up. Faithfulness is not just showing up. It's how you think when you show up. Bless God. I'm in the Friday night meeting. I'm faithful. There's others who are not here. Well, we applaud that. You're being here. Yeah, that's good. You're being here. Mm-hmm. We do. Your being here. In, it dramatically increases the likelihood of God doing something powerful in your life. The percentage chances go up with you being here. But it isn't just showing up. It's how you think when you show up. Full, faithful full of faith uh, I, i'm actually believing something's going to happen and, and it is it, it's a it, it's like um because i remember we had i had a meeting i was pastoring in nevada we had this regular sunday night service and there was only three people in the regular sunday night service My wife, me, and one other person. (laughs) Ha ha. Now, I heard a lot of lies that night. You know, we were talking last night about what channel are we listening to. Now, uh, anybody want to just maybe uh, share a lie that I might have heard that night, sitting there with just the three of us? Yeah, is it worth it? It's not worth it. This meeting isn't probably worth even continuing. What's that? I offended too many people? Yep, yeah, nobody likes me. <laughs> nobody likes me. Yeah, that, that thing floated through. Uh-huh. This area, you know, uh, this lie too, this area is spiritually hard ground. That That lie floated through my people really don't love Jesus. (laughs) Ha 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 And a bunch of others. I remember Lord basically said, he said, Steve, how you think with three people will be whether I can trust you with a thousand. How you think, what are you thinking? What are you believing? I said, well, Lord, you know, uh, I'll think better when things start getting better in my life. Then I'll start thinking better. Let's laugh at that. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha. Again, he said, that's not how this thing works. How this thing works, there has to come a moment in your life where you think higher than what you're experiencing. By the way, what's your name right here? Yeah. Gail. Gail. Hey, Gail, you know what I heard over you? I heard that you are Wonder Woman. You have a childlike wonder about you, and it's just really, I just want to just celebrate that in you. I want to celebrate that, just just that you've kept your wonder on. That's one of my goals, is to keep my wonder on. You're just like, "Whoa, what's the Lord going to do? And I, and I just, I see, I see over you, I see the Lord actually uh, putting language to wonder like never before putting language and actually um, causing others to have wonder in the Lord. Those who've lost their wonder about Jesus, you have an anointing to restore wonder. And, and it's, it's, it's important. You're really important. So thank you. How about one more? Somebody hear something. Go on the strength you have. Yeah, we talked about Gideon last night. You know, I really get, uh, I look at people like Gideon in the Bible, and I get encouraged. I say, actually, I get really encouraged by looking at who God used in the Bible. Because if I was God, I wouldn't have used half those people. Ha! <laughs> I mean, man, is, half those people wouldn't even made it on, on this church board. <laughs> I mean, I mean, eh. Yeah, I love, uh, you know, I love looking who God used you. And, and when you actually look at, you know, next time you, 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 you think God can't use you, just remember this. Abraham was too old. Isaac was a daydreamer. Jacob was a liar. Joseph was abused. Moses had a stuttering problem. Gideon was afraid. Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah and Timothy were too young. David had an affair and was a murderer. Elijah was suicidal. Job went bankrupt. The disciples fell asleep while praying. That always ministers to people. The Samaritan woman was divorced five times. Martha worried about everything. Zacchaeus was too small. Paul was too religious. Timothy had an ulcer, and Lazarus was dead, (laughs) which is the ultimate issue. What did you come out of, brother? Well, I came out of being dead. God delivered me from deadness. Well, I guess if God's power is great enough to deliver you from deadness, His power can get me out of what I need to get out of. Thank you, Lord. Just a couple other random things, and then I've got something I want to share. I'm hearing this. The Lord is releasing an encouragement anointing on the people in this room, an encouragement anointing to encourage people, to put courage in people. Um, I'm also hearing, I asked the Lord, who's here? And I heard there's Noah's here. There's people who are building things for the long term. And they're not even sure why they're building what they're building. I'm hearing there's Abrahams here where people are, are leaving. God saying, I want you to, and it's not necessarily a geographical place, but where he say, I want you to leave something of your past. And I want you to start going forward, not knowing where you're going. And I, I hear there's Peters in the room, people, Peter who just denied the Lord three times and, and the people who have felt like a failure and Peter became a leader in the church. I hear that there's people in the room who feel like they're, you're a failure and the Lord is saying you're not a failure and you're actually going to rise up and be a great leader in the days ahead. Someone needed to hear that. So you guys ready to go deeper in the renewing of the mind? And, and, and it's just, uh, I, I just share the things that I share are not because I didn't know what else to share. I didn't know what my message should be. You know, should I preach on the mark mark of the beast? <laughs> Something else? Yeah, actually, the reason I share these things is because I had to learn these things in the fire. I'm still learning them. And, and, and by the way, whatever you've overcome, you have authority to give away. James 1.12 says, uh, "He who overcomes will be given a crown of life. And a crown of life represents authority in an area of life that we have overcome or are overcoming in. And so that's good news because even your current battle is not just about you. The thing you're battling right now is not just about you. It's about the people you're going to influence. And, and I've had to overcome a lot of discouragement, a lot of hopelessness, the Eeyore anointing. And so the, the, this, this, these things, and, and, and these are things that I, I live, eat, and breathe every day. Yeah, and I don't stay constantly euphoric. My, my goal is to make my low places higher and not stay as long. I used to go this low and stay two weeks. Now I just go this low and stay two days. Woo! Yes! Yes! And, and because it's the spirit of perfectionism that robs people of celebrating progress. And there's people in the room, you're getting delivered from perfectionism. Somebody, somebody's taken that. Could be the second row. My discernment. Last night, we shared about laughing at lies as well. And we'll go a little deeper in that. But if you weren't here last night, I just want to just mention that. Because laughter is a powerful spiritual weapon. That breaks off the absurdity of some of the things that we believe. Laughter is a way to start dismantling strongholds in our minds. Because the laugh, you have to let go of something. So let's just laugh at just a, a couple lies here in the beginning, just to kind of get ourselves warmed up. You guys good? How about let's just laugh at this lie. Uh, this meeting will make no impact on your life. ha, 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 ha. How about this one? The Holy Spirit flows powerfully through people like Benny Hinn and Bill Johnson, but not much through you. Uh-huh. Here's another one. Uh, you don't have the right personality to be joyful or to laugh much. ha. <laughs> I remember years ago when I was going after beliefs, because, you know, just my journey basically is this. I get saved in the 70s, uh, and I, for the first 15 years of my Christian life, I lived in, in Romans 12:1, where it says to give your bodies as a living sacrifice to the Lord, and it was 15 years of learning how to surrender my heart, my will, and everything to the Lord, learning how to do things God's way. And, and even, even to understand the teaching on the renewing of the mind and how to surrender beliefs, if we don't surrender our heart and our will first, uh, this message could get weird. And so it was a season, as we were, Wendy and I got saved as hippies, we had a lot to surrender. We had a lot of things to learn how to do God's way, how to do our relationship God's way, how to treat people God's way. It, uh, it, was, a, it was a good season, and it was a season where we also heard in Isaiah... 6 what isaiah heard when he was in the encounter and he heard the voice saying who will go for us And wendy and I said here here we are send us want you say that here here am I send me And you know, I mean we we, we ran the altars we ran and we we just said god we, we lay it all down We lay it all down whatever you want We lay our dreams down our agendas. We just want we want to want you to send us and I mean, when you pray that prayer, you never know what God's going to do because he always he believes in us more than we believe in ourselves. And so it was, it was a powerful season. But in, in 1991, we went to the desert in Nevada. Um, the Lord brought a shift in our life. How many of you know God loves to send people to deserts to teach them how to repent? And one of the best definitions of repentance is to change the way you think. So he said, I love your heart for Romans 12, 1, but if you're going to see transformation, you've got to move into Romans 12, 2, where it says in Romans 12, 2, be transformed by what? By the renewing of your mind. It, it, transformation doesn't come from surrendering your heart and your will. Transformation comes from surrendering what you believe. And, and by the way, let, let's laugh at this lie. Romans 2, 12, 2 is actually a mistranslation. What it meant to say is, be transformed by trying harder. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh-huh. The reason this is not working out is you're doing something wrong. Ha uh-huh. ha. I'm all for doing. I'm all for wisdom, but but if we're gonna see, if we try to have different circumstances with the same beliefs, we're probably just gonna repeat our circumstances. And so I remember, you know, uh, we, we learned that surrendering our, our our beliefs was more challenging than surrendering our will. And I remember the Lord saying to Wendy, Wendy, will you surrender the belief that you're shy and inadequate and can't speak well in front of others? And, and Wendy said, but that's who, that's who I am. And she heard this, no, that's not who you are. That's just who you've become. Can you surrender that, those beliefs? He said, Steve, can you surrender the belief that you're a disorganized person? Well, I say, Lord, I mean, I've got hippie roots, and, you know, we don't like organization, and that's who I am. And He yeah, says, no, that's not who you are. That's just you, you, you've, you've developed a personality by coming into agreement with the past rather than agreeing with me. And so it it was powerful. It showed us John 8, 32, where it says, The truth will make you free. So every area of our life where we believe truth in, we get free. And every area of our life where we believe lies, we're not free. And so it's, and I shared last night, we get saved by believing in Jesus. We get free by believing like Jesus. For me, I'm not a devil-focused Christian. I don't want to be ignorant or foolish about the devil, but I don't talk about the devil very much. I'm a belief-focused Christian. I talk about what I believe all the time because if I can believe truth, I get free. And if I'm free, it doesn't sound like the devil's bugging me very much. Just a thought. Even to put on the full, full armor of God in Ephesians 6, you've got to believe something to get those pieces on. They don't just fly on you automatically. They're powerful. I mean, they're all good, but the one that really gets me is the shield of faith. What's it say? Where which you can quench some of the fiery darts. How many? All, all, all. all. Wow, that'll mess up some people's theology. <laughs> the shield of good beliefs, quenching all, all the fire, all the fiery darts, and. And so, and, and so how, how do we know? If the battle's between lies and truth, then how do we know if we're believing a lie? Because the nature of deception is, is that you don't know you're deceived. Once you know you're deceived, you're no longer deceived. That's taught in deception class 101. So, I needed an Indicator. I was reading a book by, and I shared this last time, I believe, I was reading a book by Francis Frangipan called The Three Battlegrounds, and, and he, he basically said this, he said, every area of your life that doesn't glisten with hope, say glisten with hope, every area of your life that doesn't glisten with hope means you're believing a lie, and that area is a stronghold of the devil in your life. Every area of your life that doesn't glisten with hope means you're believing a lie. And that area is a stronghold of the devil in your life. I'm reading that in the book. I close the book. I become instantly discouraged. Because I'm trying to find one area of my life where I got hope, let alone glistening hope. And not know, glistening hope existed. Trying one area have hope. Couldn't find one. Then I then I pray a dumb prayer. Oh, God, would you please show me every lie that I'm believing? That was dumb. <laughs> I should have prayed, Lord, show me 10% of the lies I'm believing. Because I got the revelation that almost everything I was believing in my life was a lie, and I was pastoring a church. Let's not laugh at that. Ha-ha. <laughs> I had great doctrine, but bad beliefs. Most of my doctrine was great. I've had a few upgrades since the 90s. But the basics were great. Jesus is God. How I many know if you don't get that right, you've got a problem? The authority of Scripture, final word in every area of life salvation by grace through faith alone, not of works. That's great doctrine. How many know you can have great doctrine and still be a mess? And it was like, wow, I was, I was realizing because, okay, so my hope level, if I don't have glistening hope, I'm believing a lie. Any area where I don't have hope is under the influence of a lie. Romans fifteen thirteen supports that. It says, now may the God of hope fill you. Anybody want to get filled by the God of hope? What do you think might happen to you if you get filled by the God of hope? Think you might get some hope? Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Hope's got two buddies who hang out with him. One's called all joy. The other's called peace. Anytime you find true hope, you're going to find all joy and peace. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Say in believing. And it goes on to say that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You become a hope abounder. You just got so much hope, you're just, you're just bouncing up and down. You get the Tigger anointing. I used to have the Eeyore anointing. Oh, it's rough. Things are only going to get worse. Don't get your hopes up. Just keep watching the news. I like the Tigger anointing. If you boil Romans 15, 13 down to its essence, it's this. Now may the God of hope fill you in believing. The moment I believe truth is the moment I start getting filled by the God of hope. So I start believing truth, I start getting filled. Zzz, zzz. Increased hope is the evidence that the renewing of the mind is working. Keep getting filled, 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 filled. Then it gets to my eyes. Whew. I'm actually seeing the same things differently. Hey, I'm seeing me differently. I'm not as bad as I thought I was. Hey, the people around me. They're bad, they're not as bad as I thought they were either. I think God could even use them. Hey, my nation, I think there's hope for my nation. And and and, and he, he said, Steve, your hopelessness about a problem is a bigger problem than the problem. My hopelessness about a problem is a bigger problem than the problem. Why don't you say that with me? My hopelessness about a problem is a bigger problem than the problem. Say it again. My hopelessness about a problem is a bigger problem than the problem. Now, that's a game changer. Because that'll break off all victim mindsets off our lives. I used to think I was a victim of four things. You used to think I was a victim of the devil. If the devil wasn't after me so much, I could really do something. Let's laugh at that. Uh-huh. You used to think I was a victim of the people in my life. Lord, it's these people you've given me. trying to fly like an eagle, and I'm landlocked with all these prairie chickens. I used to think I was a victim of my past. If I could be like Bill Johnson, senior leader at Bethel Church, fifth-generation pastor, son, I could really do something. But instead, I'm a first-generation, insecure, burnout, paranoid hippie. (laughs) Ha-ha. Got baggage back there. If I had a different background, I could do something. And I used to think I was a a victim of a preordained plan of God that put limits on me. Yep, God predestined Billy Graham, Bill Johnson to be level 10 Christians. The best I could hope for would be level 3. And if I really work really hard, maybe 3.1. The Lord says you're not a victim of any of those things. You're not a victim of the devil, people, your past, or my preordained plan that has put limits on you. You're just a victim of your own beliefs. Thank you, Lord, for that encouragement. Thank you. Always seems to come back to me. Always talking to me. And, 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 you know, I first learned about beliefs. It was discouraging, but then I got empowered. By the way, there's people in this room. The Lord is... is is launching you into higher thinking than you've ever had before in your whole life. I see the Lord, actually, I see grace on people to just, just to, just to rise above thought patterns uh, of the old in an incredible way. And there's people in this room who are going to take the message on renewing the mind, and you're going to find things I've never ever even seen on the renewing of the mind. Because there's a wave of, of powerful mind renewal that's hitting the body of Christ, of truth. And so my hopelessness about a problem is a bigger problem than the problem. My hopelessness about my finances, if I'm hopeless there, is a bigger problem than anything going on in my finances. Doesn't mean I'm not doing other things, getting educated, working hard, giving. But the greatest thing I need to do is say, what's the lie that's creating that lack of hope? And what's the truth? It's the opposite of that lie. My hopelessness about my nation is a bigger problem than anything going on in the nation. Unless I don't believe who God says I am. It's very difficult to influence that which we don't have hope for. I was going on in this belief journey, and the Lord took a phrase out of Genesis 3.11 and 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 began talking to me. And the phrase is this. God asked Adam, who told you that you were naked? And, and the Lord would take the phrase, who told you that? And would talk to me. So I would say something like this. I don't have the gift of healing. By the way, let's laugh at that. Uh-huh. Holy Spirit said, who told you that? Who told you that? That's a good question, Holy Spirit. Let me think. Probably not you. I know who told me that. My past. Why do you call yourself by the past rather than who I call you? <clears throat> uh, well, Lord, the reason I call myself by my past rather than who you call me is because all the other Christians around me do it, and I thought I was supposed to, too. Let's laugh at that, too. Ha-ha. I would say this. I am a disorganized person. Let's laugh at that. Uh Uh-huh. Somebody need to give an extra laugh on that one. (laughs) Who told you that, Steve? Who told you that? My wife. Uh Uh-huh. That was my past. My past told me that. Well, Steve, we got a pattern here, don't we? You like to call things by their past. I like to call things by their future. I thought you said you wanted to be like me. Well, Lord, I thought being like you was just acting like you, not thinking like you. I want to start a whole new movement, WWJT. What would Jesus think? I would say this, this area is hard for the gospel. Let's laugh at that. Ha, ha, ha. Holy Spirit said, who told you that? Who told you that this area is hard for the gospel? The past couple prophets mentioned it too. Huh. Prophetic ministry is not primarily diagnostic. Word of knowledge, you know, maybe we diagnose the past, but the purpose of prophetic ministry is is to call things by who they really are, is to give identity, and. Romans 4.17 says, God who gives life to the dead by calling those things that are not as though they are. So God's method of bringing life to dead places is someone to say, it's alive when it looks dead. And I realized, he, he took the phrase, who told you that? And he just, he kept talking to me. And I realized I got most of my beliefs out of the past rather than what he said. And, and I'll say this, and this is my opinion, the greatest strongholds that are blocking the purposes of God are our Christians agreeing with negative past experience. And so we just say, thank you, Lord, for breaking that off. So that's foundational, but here's what I want to do as we, as we just, in the last part of the message, it says in Romans 15, 13, it says, now may the God of hope fill you with With all joy. Say all joy. joy. Now, what happened to me is that um, the Lord brought in this joy of the Lord peace. Now, uh, I used to be a joy-impaired, laughter-impaired Christian, and I got delivered. Some would be crying in church. I'd go, oh, yes, amen. God is moving. And he probably was moving. Some would be laughing in church. I'd be troubled. they really got it they wouldn't be laughing and during this time a phenomenon broke out in the church called holy laughter some of you are a part of it what would happen there'd be a meeting like this someone who was not planning on laughing in the meeting would start laughing try to stop laughing and couldn't sometimes whole sections of people would start laughing and they'd try to stop and they could not. Ushers did not know what to do. <laughs> Sometimes preachers would come up fully intending to preach. They would open their mouth thinking they were going to read the Bible or pray, and all that would, would come out would be laughter. I, I, I watched that and I saw it, and I was troubled and uncomfortable. I said, this can't be God. God may want us a little happy, but I don't think he wants us that happy. So I said, I'm going to look in the Bible and see if joy is actually in there. Because I don't think it's in there that much. Man, I found out it's all over. I mean, in Nehemiah 8.10, it says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Wow. Yeah, I've got a theory that our spiritual load-bearing capacity is in direct proportion to the level of joy in our life. I think I'll say that again. I've got a theory that our spiritual load-bearing capacity is in direct proportion to the level of joy in our lives. I used to say, well, Lord, I'll be be joyful when all this stuff is resolved. Then I'll be joyful. And uh, he said, Steve, you don't need joy at the end of the battle. You need joy in the middle of the battle. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And you say, wow, God, you mean that literally. And, And there's no convenient season to become joyful. Pretty much for everybody in the room tonight. Tonight's just not a good night to become joyful. Just laugh without. Ha ha ha. Joy in a more convenient season I will call for you. It's my strength. Proverbs seventeen twenty two says, A merry heart is good like medicine. Doctor God says, Steve, I've got a prescription for you. I want you to laugh heartily three times a day. Why don't we just laugh at that? Ha ha. And science has caught up with the Bible again and proven the health benefits of laughter. All you got to do is do an online search of laughter and health, and you'll, you'll be amazed. I got a book called Possessing Joy, and it, it, it lists a lot of the scientific research about laughter. Laughter has been proven that with people of high blood pressure can lower high blood pressure. Laughter releases endorphins in your body, which is the natural painkiller. Laughter builds up your immune system to fight off disease. I read this, that 10 minutes of hearty laughter is like working out 10 minutes on a rowing machine. Why don't we really laugh at that? (laughs) Ha-ha. Anybody like shortcuts? It says in Psalm 100, it says, what's it say? Serve the Lord with grumbling. Is that what your translation says? No, it says serve the Lord with gladness. I believe this. When, we, when we've let go of gladness in a ministry assignment, we've hit the lid of our ministry influence. And I'm not talking about a bad day or a bad week. I'm just talking about chronically letting go of gladness. And, and it's, I believe this. The, the Lord is, is just even, even restoring his joy. David prayed in, in Psalm 51. He said, restore to me the joy of your salvation. I don't want to wait to get as low as David got to have to pray that prayer. Why don't you just say that? Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Say that to the Lord. It's powerful. And, and it says in Psalm 1611, what's it say? In his presence is halfness of joy. Fu- Caleb, what is it? Oh, fullness of joy, fullness. We may not be outrageously joyful every time we're in his presence, but if we're never outrageously joyful in his presence, we may not be as much in his presence as we thought we were. Let's laugh at that too. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. A chronic lack of joy is a representation of an incomplete God encounter. A chronic lack of joy is a representation of an incomplete God encounter. He showed me Luke 2.10. The angel is going to announce to the shepherds the purpose of baby Jesus. How many think that was an important announcement? How many think that was probably, they they pre-planned what they were going to say. He didn't, the angel didn't just speak off the top of his head. Well, I'm not sure what to say here. I'll just throw out something. Listen to what the angel said. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all the people. Wow, of all the things that could have been announced at the beginning of announcing the purpose of Jesus, it was an announcement about joy. I go, wow. I'm interested in what the angel didn't say. He could have said this. Behold, this baby's going to grow up, build a church, and you better attend. (laughs) Uh Ha-ha. I love it. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. I mean, not a trickle of joy, great joy. Not just for a few select people with the right personalities, but all the people. I love great joy. I've got a dog at home. His name is Duncan. He's a black lab, and he's one of my joy mentors. Yeah, joy mentor. Yeah, you know, you understand where I'm going here. When I I come home, Duncan doesn't just walk up slowly to me, look up and say, uh, Good to see him. I'm joyful on the inside. Mm-mm. Duncan has great joy when I come home. I mean, I drive up, I hear him in the house, and he's starting to bark. And then pretty soon it gets to be joy unbarkable <laughs> and full of glory. I hear him open door. I mean he sprints out. He 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 can't contain it. He, I don't know. He knows he's not supposed to jump up on me. And he's wagging his tail so hard I'm concerned he's going to pull a back muscle. Great joy. I, I love that. You know, I love it. There's so many powerful verses. Hebrews 1, 9, Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness above all his companions. Wow, he's the most glad being on the planet. A glad Jesus messes up a lot of people's theology. But the one that really gets me, and I mentioned it last night, is Romans fifteen thirteen. It says, excuse me, Romans 14, 17. It says the kingdom of God is not about meat and drink, but about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So joy is one-third of the kingdom. Someone just go, hmm, 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 one-third of the kingdom. But for the first 15 years of my Christian life, I could count on one hand how many messages I heard on joy. It's one-third of the kingdom, but nobody's talking about it. How come? I've got a theory on that too. You want to hear it? Because under a religious mindset, it's impossible to be joyful. Because if you are joyful, you're not getting it. Because if you got it, you wouldn't be so happy. If you got it, you'd understand God has just about had enough of you. You prayed one hour, you should have prayed two. You fasted for three days, but you had a marshmallow on day two. And now God is angry. You gave $20, you should have given 40 And the reason is because religion only celebrates and becomes joyful with perfection. But families celebrate and become joyful with progress. Religion only celebrates and becomes joyful with perfection. That's why churches that that are focused on Performance-based, performing for love are joyless. But families celebrate and become joyful with progress. We've got seven grandchildren. Someone say yay. I think when our oldest, uh, Caden, was learning um, to walk, his mother, our daughter, Heidi, would send us texts. We'd get texts, and we'd read, Caden took a step. I I show Wendy. Caden, Caden took a step. Woohoo! Hey, hey, everybody. Our grandson. He took a step. Rejoice with us. Yay? Yep. And and Heidi never sent us a text. Caden fell down again. He fell down 54 times a day. (laughs) He's such a disappointment to us. He's an embarrassment to our church. I mean, embarrassment to our family. (laughs) We don't even want to take him out of the house. You know, if parents were like, Many Christian leaders and their toddlers trying to walk and falling down. Here's what the parent would say to their toddler. Quit trying to walk. You're being presumptuous and prideful. It's clear you do not have the gift of walking. Because if you had the gift of walking, it wouldn't be so hard. Besides, if he had a gift of walking, he'd already be walking. Don't you know walking ceased with the apostles? (laughs) Let's give an extra laugh on that one. (laughs) (laughs) It's clear that in, in God's infinite wisdom and superior sovereignty, he has predestined you with the gift of crawling. Be content in the state you're in. Don't try for anything more. Just wait for God to zap you. If he wants you to walk, he'll zap you, and you'll start walking instantaneously. Let's just laugh at that. Uh Ah. That's how I used to think. I'm trying to, you know. Speak in front of others. I, you know, first time I ever spoke in front of others. I, I, my face was so numb. My goal was survival. I hope I'm making a fool out of myself. Someone say, well, you don't have the gift. You don't have it because if you had the gift, it'd be easy. Someone say, boo, boo. Those who succeed most also seem to fail most. I probably, you know, I, I used to say, well, Lord, I had a good year. I didn't fail at anything. He said, yeah, you didn't do anything either. I probably fail more than anybody in the room on a regular basis. Seemingly fail because I'm, I'm doing something. Now, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give God so much to work with in my life right now that my angels are having to call in reinforcements. This guy's giving us too much to work with. Are there any bored angels? Your person's not giving you anything. We need help. I remember one of the books we wrote. There was a big typo. I mean, a big mistake. We try to edit them real well, and yeah, you know, I mean, again, I mean, just try. And we misspelled the word forward. You know, we had big word forward, and you know, it's, it's f o r e w o r d. We spelled it. The forward, F-O-R-W-A-R-D. Forward. There it is. Someone comes up to me and says, Steve, I just noticed this. I hadn't seen it before. And he said, I'm so sorry, so sorry, so sorry. No, I really wasn't sorry. I mean, I had a momentary, ah, but then I said, no, I'm making progress, I'm making progress in my life, and I celebrate progress. I become joyful with, with, with actually doing something. And, and I'll tell you this. You know, Winston Churchill, he said, success is moving from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. And you start going after joy. Here's the, here's the thing, and, and we'll, we'll wrap up with this. If you start going after joy, you know, you think about, wow, I'm going after a belief. I'm going after a hope. I'm not trusting any, any belief in my life that doesn't have hope attached to it. Doesn't have hope attached to it. I know I need to change the channel. But you start understanding that when you go after a hope, all joy is going to come as well. And, and, and you understand that joy is one-third of the kingdom. It's actually it's actually going to do something incredible in your life because you start going after joy. And I shared this with the leaders today. I, didn't, I went to Toronto three times, and Toronto was the, the, the holy laughter mecca. I didn't get hit with holy laughter. But I'll tell you this, I got a theology that started to value joy. I had a shift in my th- – I said, I'm, I'm going to – it's one-third of the kingdom. I am going to make sure I prioritize joy. And when I made that decision, it caused a whole bunch of other things to happen in my life. That was incredible. And I'm just – I'm hearing this about this church, and I know there's other churches represented here. I'm hearing this, that there's going to be a joy outbreak in this region. I'm hearing this, that this region is, is going to export the joy of the Lord. And you know, you know what I think about? I, I think if joy is one-third of the kingdom, then I think probably one-third of us should believe that one of our primary callings is to release joy. How I many think that's logical? Hmm. One-third of us, yep, it's not all of us, and it's okay if it's not you. That's fine. But I'd say at least one-third of us should say, yep, amen, that's me. Here's what I want to do. If you you believe that that's one of your primary callings in your ministry to release and to advance the kingdom in joy, I want you to just, just stand up and stay standing. I want, I want to just see who, who believes that. Now, if you're sitting around somebody who's standing, just, just tell them, we need you. We need you. And if you're standing, tell somebody, tell somebody else who's standing, we need you. Now, here's what I believe. I believe the moment you stood up, something happened to you. The moment you stood up, something happened to you. It's, it's, it's actually acknowledging something that's in your life. And, and, and I believe this, and, and, and just that, that just almost like a mantle came on you. And, and I'm believing. I, I'm, a, I'm a joy. One of my assignments is I, I am a, a joy arsonist. Uh, I'm a joy therapist, and if you want that language, a a laughter activator. And and it's not, you know, sometimes we get nervous about, you know, joy and laughter because, you know, sometimes we've seen people just try to force it so much. The Lord's not going to have you force it. But I'll tell you this, there's going to be people around you, even sometimes when you're not even trying, they're going to get hit. They're going to get hit. And you're going to say, what happened? You're not even talking about joy. I mean, I I was in South Africa. I remember some people, I'm just preaching, some people just actually fell off the front, their chair in the front, and just started just rolling laughing. I want you to say, that's going to happen to me. All right, so those of you who, who are sitting, I want you, you can participate in this too because what, all of us are going to advance joy. So you can stay seated, but but I'm going to pray over them, and I want you to receive as well because all of us, there's something, because righteousness, peace, and joy, we're all going to do it at some level. It may not be our primary one. All right, so if you're standing, just put your hands out in front of you. So I'm going to release an impartation. You guys ready? All right. Yeah, thank you, Father. Yeah, thank you for those who are acknowledging a calling in their life tonight. And just Holy Spirit, I just impart, I just release over them an absolute activation, an activation of a ministry of of joy. What Jesus had, he had the oil of gladness I thank you for the oil of gladness. It was above all his companions. I thank you for a high-level oil of gladness flowing in and through those who are standing. Thank you, Father. And thank you, Lord, that you're going to give revelation about the power of joy. You're going to give practical applications that are going to cause people to get breakthroughs. Thank you, Father. Yeah, if you guys receive this impartation on the count of three, I want you to release a faith laugh. One, two, three. Ha, 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 Whoo. I want you guys who are standing... Just, um, just do an experiment, and just, just lay hands on somebody, whether it's your neighbor you came with or somebody else, and just, just release, just, uh, just say, "I release the oil of gladness over you right now." <laughs> Thank you, Lord. All right, amen, amen. You can be seated, and I'm going to invite my team to come on up. Why don't you welcome them? Yay. Got Grace, Cabby, Rob, Liliana. Yeah, Grace is third-year student. The rest are second-year students. Los Angeles. Hong Kong, Michigan, um, Mexico, but has been in the United States for quite a while. And they've just been doing such a great job. They've blessed your law enforcement and others. and So I just ask them just to be praying about tonight and just as we wrap up. We're going to be leaving here. We're going to Norman. By the way, I'm speaking, Wendy and I and my wife are speaking at uh, Antioch Norman on Sunday night at 5.30. So if you know anybody in that region who would benefit, and, or if some of you just want to drive down there and have an encounter with my wife, that that is that spiritually dynamic. So that, that's going to be happening. So I wanted to mention that. So Grace, why don't we start with you? What are you hearing for this great group?
2: I wanted to release a word over CJ and uh, Lisa. Would you both stand up, please? I see just a new wave of love coming into your marriage. Just this overwhelming love, um, just experiencing each other in a new way and discovering what's inside of each other Um, is it's so beautiful. I just really feel it in my heart. So I just bless you with that. And Elisa, you carry such power inside of you. I just keep hearing bad mama. <laughs> but it's not a bad mama. Like, you know, it's like a good bad mama. Like she means business mama. <laughs> but I saw you with like a, an AK-47. And uh, peace to you all. I just seeing in the spirit. <laughs> But it's this new, um, position and authority that the Lord is moving you into to declare and just, uh, empower women. Yeah, just empowerment of women, uh, over this city, city and over this region that you're going to model what a powerful woman looks like. So I just bless you with that, Lisa and CJ. I saw you, um, just, uh, something about your, your sons and just a relationship that you guys have, um, especially Trey. I really feel um, that you're going to start something through social media, um, through the media channels, and to restore family values. Uh, I just hear Family Matters. Um, it was a show, if you guys know, back in the days. But um, just like a new, uh, fresh way of uh, teaching uh, the world about family. I know that's really strong on your heart and what you're teaching the church uh, regards to celebrating family and doing life together. But I just see your sons partaking in that uh, to, I don't know if it's writing scripts or um, just doing quick um, youtube videos just new strategies are coming um on you and uh you're such a bridge you're such a bridge builder for this community and the favor uh an anointing is just going to overflow onto other people in this congregation to step in the realm of influence so i just bless the upgrade of influence on your life in jesus name amen
3: <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> um I also um, really fell to honor um, just anyone over 60 years old. Can you stand up? I know, obviously, exposing their age is not good, but... <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. There's something on this church about just generational inheritance, Um just about restoration of family. Uh, you have carried, you carry so much wisdom on your life. And I just see the Lord... Um, shining his light and his glory upon you isaiah 60 on your life and you're going to teach the generations to come or even generations now uh what it was what you experienced what you have seen what you guys have overcome and they're going to receive that and that's going to give them so much life so much appreciation even for this region and where you have come from the rich history that you guys carry that you're going to impart to uh just the younger generation so thank you thank you thank you i just hear the lord saying thank you for the walk and the choice and saying yes to him and just the sacrifice that you guys have made so i just bless you all in jesus name So, I got a word for
4: this couple, the third world. Would you two please stand up? Yeah. What's your name? What's your name? Avi? Abe. Aber. A-B. Kayla? Kayla. I'm sorry, I'm so bad at names. Um. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I am so good at names. <laughs> yes Um. first of all I saw you when I see you I saw that you're just like Jonathan God just remind me Jonathan in the Bible a good friend of David and I saw you as such a, a great influencer and such a humble heart that the stewardship that you have uh, around you with your wife and the people around you you are going to impact a uh, releasing great impact in their lives, just like uh, Jonathan impacting David's life, that he's, he, he actually saved his life like from his father. I feel like there's a, uh, such a righteousness and humble heart. I just want to honor you that uh, because, yeah, and I feel like the, the people that God put in your life, you're going to impact, actually, they are just like King David. They are, go, they are going to impact so many people's lives. So I just saw that on you, um, and you, Kayla. Uh, I saw you such a heart. Of, uh, I saw there's a heart of worship in you. I saw you are just playing mu- uh, worship music at home. Um, but I just want to say that God sees you. Um, the time that you spend with Him, just listening to music, singing to your baby. Um, God sees you, and God sees the the heart of worship in you. And I saw so many children that get around you, not only your biological babies. uh, I saw so many spiritual children that get around you. You are going to restore the heart of worship, the authentic worship in them. Just like King David did He's just nicking uh, before God and just worshiping in craziness and, and the real love and the real passion before God. So I just want to honor you that um, the the worship anointing and the, the authentic heart of worship in your life. I just pray for increase in that. Yeah, God sees that. Yeah, God sees you. Yeah. Um, I... I also feel like tonight is that um, God is going to commissioning uh, for the people who has a heart for mission. Um, uh, when you said South Africa, I heard that too. But I feel like um, some people here, they they may want to travel for some places. It's not an accident or just come from your heart. But I feel like this is the heart that could be put in your uh, in your heart that you actually want to travel some places or some cities in the state um, if you have a heart for travel or, work, uh, or missions short, no matter short term or long term could you just please stand up yeah just hold your hand in front of you yeah God, we thank you for your presence. Yeah, thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your power that come into their lives. Uh, I feel like um, when I when I was praying for you guys, um, uh, God reminded me that a scripture in Joshua one nine: Be strong and be courageous. Don't be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I just bless you. Uh, Even now, you may get a a deeper love for, for the nation that put in your heart or you want to travel, and God is committed commissioning you to go to the nation i pray for supernatural provision open doors for you that god actually like a lion go be before you and rolling for the nations that he is going to lead you into so god i just pray for blessing pray for provision pray for deeper love for the nations or the city in the nation god i just pray for the open doors and provisions that you are going to lead them forward yeah, and impact the cities and the nation in changing and transforming the culture and the and just restore your kingdom on the earth. Thank you, Jesus, in Jesus' name.
1: That's so good. You know, I just um, I heard this that someone has said, you know, I don't, I can't afford to travel. You know, for the Lord, I don't have enough money. And I think when you release. Provision. I know when you, that was so powerful, and somebody who stood, or maybe somebody who didn't even stand, who think money is the issue. I, I'm hearing this: decide, and He will provide. Decide. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna influence people for the Lord. I'm gonna travel, whether it's other nations or here. Decide, and He will provide.
5: Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, In the tan hat, can you stand and remind me of your name? I talked with you last night. Okay, Trevor. Uh, I hear Kenya and Uganda over you, specifically in Africa. um, Doors are opening for you in Kenya and Uganda um, of different ministries that you'll be going um, and visiting. And and you're going to find, like, his grace there for you. Um, and provision the word about God's provision for you, um, that's for you tonight that God is providing for that to be able to happen. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, if we want to just extend your hands towards him and just bless him. Yeah, yeah. God, we bless Trevor with this provision um, to go tonight. Um, We bless him every step of the way that, that your peace would be with him every step of the way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, and then, so you're in the second to last row, and you're wearing green. Um, could you stand up, please? Thank you. Thank you. Um, your house, where you're living in, is a house of prayer. And I, I saw the, war, the movie um, War Room, and I feel like, you're, you're a warrior, and you're going to show women how to pray. And I don't know if you've seen that movie or not, but uh, it's a woman who teaches another woman how to pray, and it totally, completely changes her family, her life, all of her circumstances. So your prayers and the women that you're going to affect, you're going to make them into arrows that I just see them hitting the target. Um, and you're showing people how to hit the target with your prayers. And it's coming out of the place that you live, and it's coming out of your house. So, um, yeah. And can, and what's your name? Shelly. Okay. Yeah, so we just bless you tonight with that, Shelly. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. And. <laughs> is there anyone here tonight who has either complete deafness or partial deafness in your ears? If you have that, could you please stand up? If it's partial or complete deafness in your ears. Okay. Cool. Um, so now is, if you're around one of these people, um, The Lord is healing deaf ears, and the Lord is opening up ears tonight. Um, So if you're around them, you're the prayer team now. So go ahead and lay hands on them. Wow. And as you begin to pray, um, Command their ears to open. Yeah. Yeah. Holy Spirit. Yeah, thank you. We command all ears to open right now in Jesus' name. We say ears, right ears, and left ears, be open completely right now. We thank you for the ability to hear God. We thank you for increasing what you 're doing already God for increasing the ability to hear. Thank you God thank you thank you Father okay, so start to test out your ears if you have somebody next to you, you can have them click in their in their ear. Um, and see if it see if it sounds any different. Um, see if there's any shift or any change um, that you're experiencing in your hearing. So, did anybody did anybody feel a change in their hearing? Right back here. Okay. Wow. Did anybody else feel a change in their hearing? Right when we, you take the microphone back and ask okay, it. okay, yeah, so what happened?
0: Well, I can, I can hear you better, and I was, I was struggling all night to try to hear uh, with the mic, I can hear playing now,
5: okay, oh my gosh, <laughs> wow, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, is there anybody else who you you had breakthrough? Maybe you had 50% hearing, and now you have 60%. (laughs) We'll take that. (laughs) Amen. Awesome.
1: Yeah, we just say thank you, Lord, for the Bible says these signs will follow them that believe. They'll lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So we thank you for the instantaneous, but we thank you for recovery as well that, that has resulted from the prayers that and, and the, the, the proclamation of healing tonight. Great job.
3: I have a word for Gail, right? Can you stand up, please? Yes. Um, you're really highlighted. I really feel like you're called to Spain. Um, Spain, I'm not, uh, Spain, in which you're going to be doing a business there. I feel like you're going to be doing something with cosmetics. Um, cosmetics, fashion, um, kind of like um, Shiseido, like those cosmetics that was really popular in Japan or Korea. And I really see that God is going to um, put investors in that way for you to run a company as well. So He's gonna, you're going to influence in Spain, and also run a business there in a the company. I really see that on you, so I just want to bless you in that area. Amen. And the wo- yeah, and then the one behind you. Yes, you in the blue. Can you stand up, please? What's your name? Robert. Robert. Okay. I see South Africa over you, and I see you're in your influence the political realm. I really see government over you like c- like you rising up crusades and like people following you I see crusades in you speaking in the forefront and being a voice so I say that um, you're going to influence so much more so much people in that, in that um, region in South Africa and I really feel like you have the royalty on you to just to that you carry that and that you have an inheritance that might come from a generation that's that's already there So I just wanted to bless you. Of course. (laughs) I also um, have a healing one. Um, Does anyone have, like, back pain or, like, scoliosis? scoliosis? I never can say it right. Not in Jesus' name. Scoliosis. Anyone has that? Scoliosis or back pain or back? Yes, either one. You stand, please. Oh, wow. Amazing. Amazing. That's so great. So, um, Should I have should at blank? I should pray. That's right. <laughs> uh, I feel like God is just going to heal that right now in Jesus name. Like I I've, I've really felt like God is like really putting his hand tonight to just really pr- really just put his hand to just pray and just, it's going to be gone in Jesus' name by tonight. And each one of you guys will just, when you guys wake up tomorrow, you guys are going to feel any, no pain at all in Jesus' name. Yeah. So right now, we're just going to pray and ask Jesus, Lord Jesus, I just ask for your kingdom come and just heal their backs right now. Heal their scoliosis if they have it right now in Jesus' name. And um, I ask you to just come with your kingdom and just invade them right now. And if anyone wants to um, put their hand around them, that would be amazing. I totally forgot that. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Can you, any of you guys test it out right now, if you can? If you can, if it's possible. You can move around, anyone? Oh, that's right. You can bend over, if you couldn't do that before. Like, Does anyone have any change? You have changed? Okay, let me, let me go over there and ask you what happened. Ooh. What happened? Oh, I don't feel so tight,
0: a lightness. Not so tight.
3: So you're feeling a lightness right now? Uh, before you were feeling a tightness? Yes.
0: yes. yes. Right. That's
3: amazing. Jesus, thank you. Praise God. Does anyone else have anything that happened while we were praying? Well, I say in Jesus' name that it is. Compl- we continue to just heal, and it will be done by tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: You guys appreciate this, team. Yay. Why don't you guys stay up here? couple last things, and I'll turn it back over to your great leader, CJ. I want to give away a couple books. This is. Uh, I gave this away last night. I want to do it again. It's, let's just laugh at that. Let's just laugh at that, by the way. Uh, This is a um, devotional. And so why don't you just um, find somebody out there in grace and just go give it to them and then give them a quick word. Okay? Just go do that right now. And then I want to give away the book Higher Perspectives. Um, This is a a book, another devotional, that talks about... uh, people in the Bible or Bible verses that indicate a higher perspective of how somebody saw things. You know, like uh, Joshua said, shout, for the Lord has given us this city. How many of you know that's a higher perspective? David said, I will become even more undignified than this. How many of you know that's a higher perspective? So, Rob, why don't you find somebody, go out there and give them a word this is cracks in the foundation. It's a book that um, Jesus said in Mark seven thirteen. He said, "Your traditions have made the word of God of no effect." And you know, and the traditions of men are are scripture saying or scripture verses or Christian sayings that have a measure of truth in them, but are often misinterpreted and create a crack in foundations. For instance, the phrase "God is in control." has uh, a a great truth in it, but the interpretation of that, of people interpreting that everything that happens on the earth, God caused to happen or was God's will, that that is a faulty belief. The phrase that Job said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, it's in the Bible, but if we believe that Job's experience can become our experience in the new covenant, I would say we have a crack in our foundations. This is a great book. If you, if you really are are wondering about it, if it's God's will to heal, God's will to protect, uh, God's will to, for you to be blessed, this would be a great book. Again, it's a devotional 43 cracks in the foundation. So can you find somebody out there and give that away? And then the last last thing I want to give away is a a declaration clicker. Uh, I I shared with somebody today, this is spiritually flammable. We do uh, an experiment, and we're going to do it in June. By the way, we've got a sign-up list on our uh, book table for our newsletter, or you can go to ignitinghope.com if you want to stay connected with what we're doing. We know many of you are through our negativity fast. Um, By the way, I I, I do a daily 60-second video, Hope Injection. Uh, on igniting hope instagram and by the way i did today's from this church you'll see something in the background of this church in my word that i, I did so that's on igniting hope instagram or igniting hope facebook but this is a a declaration clicker we challenge people do an experiment of making a hundred declarations a day for a month and see what happens as an experiment you know just declaring Stillwater is a revival city Everywhere I go, revival breaks out. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. A million people will be in heaven because of my life. I make disciples of nations. I have an abundance for every good work. I have an abundance of health, energy, finances, favor, wisdom, power, love, protection for every good work. (laughs) Ha ha. I laugh 400 times a day. I'm a great decision maker. I do relationships well. I got 19 right there, Liliana. And so you can just uh, get it back to zero. Why don't you find somebody out there to give that to and bless them with the word. Hey, it's been such a a joy and an honor to be with you. I just have so enjoyed the relationship here. Thank you for inviting me back. And we just value what the Lord's doing here. And it's just an honor to speak into what God's doing here. And just as an outside observer, I want to say it's bigger than you know. It's bigger than you know. And the other ministries that are represented here as well, we just bless you in the name of the Lord. Um, We're going to be hanging out probably if you want any books or anything, we'll be here about another 15 minutes. And we've got to get on the road. We're going to Norman tonight. We have a big day tomorrow. But we just bless you in the name of Jesus. We bless you with unreasonable optimism. We bless you with joy unspeakable and full of glory. We bless you with breakthrough in your thinking. We bless you with the belief that in every situation, there's a God, God has a powerful solution. We bless you with, with purpose in your life like never before and with hope that, 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 that just begins to grow based on truth in the name of Jesus. If you receive the ministry we brought, say, I receive it. it. I'll I'll never be the same again. Amen. Give God thanks. Give him
0: praise. Thank you, Lord. Let's all stand together. We definitely appreciate you coming and enjoying this ministry with us this